are now listening to Real Talk with Mr. Q, The War Machine. Welcome back, everyone, for another episode of Real Talk. I'm your host, Mr. Q, The War Machine. Hopefully you're having a good day. Today, give a shout out to all my listeners on all the platforms today. Thank you for coming in and thank you for all the trolls and other people that come in as well. Thank you, thank you, thank you. With that out the way, let's get right on into the podcast. The podcast today is going to be uh, my commentating on the Democratic debate. Now, I didn't get to see it last night, but I got to see excerpts from it this morning. <clears throat> and I heard about it in the news, excuse me. Um, and the highlight of it was, of the debate, was Bernie Sanders wanted to tax the rich. And we're going to dive and dab into this because as it's getting closer and closer and closer to electing or selecting a president, there's a lot of us out here that still running the same old stupidity train and not really knowing the true issues and facts or how this stuff is going to really work and how it's going to affect us in the long term. They're just all giddy about it. So, uh, as I said, we're going to talk about Bernie Sanders' tax cut on the rich. And Bernie was saying that uh, the top 2%, I mean top 1%, not top 2%, but the top 1% of the rich it should pay their share and you know he had people saying that bernie santa hates billionaires and so forth and that kind of got some good review on there and so forth and uh how are they gonna revamp the tax codes and how they're gonna close loopholes <laughs> to me is all like i said it's all smoke and mirrors people it is it really is because not too long ago about probably three weeks ago, to be exact, somewhere around there, I came across an article of a IRS official had to go and give a testimony on Capitol Hill of why of certain audits being done and why most rich people are not being audited. Came up in the questions, and this official said that it's more expensive to audit and harder to audit rich people than it is for poor. It's more easier to get poor people. Now, me and you are considered in the poor, not being bums or derelicts or hanging under a bridge, but working poor to a point. It's easy for them to come after you and I. And a lot of us have been audited or threatened with an audit. And you see how quick, fast Uncle Sam come and snatch that little money, that little refund that you get, whether it's a thousand, sometimes people get more than that because they have kids and so forth. But that money, Uncle Sam has snatched the hell out of it real quick. But it's hard for you to go after rich white people or rich people, period. It's hard for you to do that audit, but it's easy for you to come after someone like you and I. So when I heard that, I, that article came back uh, and that statement of that IRS official saying that 
just rung in my head of won't you just strengthen the IRS to give them the same tools as the accountants that help the rich people to combat them to bring them in line with everyone else. See, simple as that. But you didn't hear that in the debate. All we're gonna we're gonna change the tax code. We're gonna make the one percent plea for their fair shit. Come on now. These folks are not gonna pay anything. They got the best accountants. They know all the loopholes, shell companies deals. Then they folks are not gonna pay anything. You're gonna have to make them pay. And the only way they're gonna make them pay is you get real teeth to the RS and give them the, the manpower to go up against these major accounting firms to compete to compete and com and combat the waste or the fraudulent uh, delinquent uh, delinquency and tax payments from the rich and that's it that's all you're gonna do you can change the tax codes it don't matter they're gonna find a way to get around it audit that ass threaten to take that jet they ass to get in line but no one is not bringing it up another interesting question came up I think with a, uh, one of the people on the platform uh, billionaire sand uh, Sallers or Sound Sawyer, I think his name is Sawyer. Um, and he was talking about how, with the inflation, with the adjusted inflation, that people, ordinary people, have not gotten a raise that they do the adjusted of inflation to be about 11 bucks or something like that. People, this government has allowed the corporations to pay their top board members and the president and whoever else is running the company billions of dollars or multi-million dollars and sometimes it is billions and you and I get number crumbs if that and but so, uh, but Sawyer said that you know it was it was about 40 years of this going on no it's been it's been over 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 60 years or more and you may say, well, Mr. Q, well, where are you getting your information from? Well, I read this book, and this is some homework that y'all can go do on your own. Go pick up this book called Wealth and Democracy by uh, Kevin Phillips, or uh, Keith Phillips. Uh, it's been a while. It's on my bookshelf, so I ain't got it right in front of me. And Wealth and Democracy breaks down the fundamental steps of how business and government work. And how you and I as consumers and ordinary citizens get screwed. And how the government can, in fact, ring in business, but they don't because they get paid for it. Another idea, and that came up to came up this morning, was um, that you need to stop all this lobbying shit. And that's one thing that you need to stop lobbying because a lot of these corporations welcome former and even sometimes current staff members and officials, law uh, congressmen and senators to come and work on their board of directors, uh, draft policies, draft legislation in their favor. Oh, yeah. Draft legislation in their favor. Not your favor, theirs. For their shareholders, for their bottom line. And they get paid for it. And it's perfectly legal. 
you knock that on out of there too, you probably might see some some changes too. Because you know why? Um, in other countries, don't have lobbyists, but they have people that do it. And if they did it over there, it's called a bribe. Here it's called lobbying. I go in, I, I work for so-and-so for a year or two, probably three. Then I get out and go land and get you a cushy job. And it's all good, baby. It's gravy. I'm, I'm in there. Nobody can mess with me. That's another problem with this plan of going after the rich. And I know that most rich people get tired of but a lot of you don't pay your taxes anyway. And you need to pay your fair share, but you're not going to I'm gonna get it from me and say, say, that's right. You know it's right, and you should pay it. But you don't do it, and you find means or whatever it may suit your situation to not pay those damn taxes. So if those two things were implemented, getting rid of the lobbyists and strengthening the IRS to do audits on the rich, hey, you got your money right there. You don't have to change the tax code other than just simplify it. Well, hey, you just have one sheet and you be done. See how that happens? See how easy that is? But see, the politicians, whether Democrat or Republican, especially we're going to deal with the, with the Democrats, all are out trying to get knee-jerk responses to get their base riled up. And they're trying to outdo each other with different plans and all the plans are suck because the only thing it says go get the rich but if you put already strengthen the imp uh the instruments to go after the rich the rich can't go nowhere but try to flee this country and then if they decide to flee and go back go and come back tax the shit out when they come back like either way you're gonna do you're gonna get it in the wash of the rent so you might as well either do it now or later but see it takes people with moral uh, conviction and someone who's really who really want to see the thing, the plan to work to do that. See, it's all good me saying it and putting, you know, getting a couple other folks to probably agree with it. But in time, a plan start dissolving because again, when it when you put the plan together or put the bill together, there's always gonna be one person that's among you that's the weakest. Somebody that needs something, and they're going to always go after that weak person to derail whatever bill that is good and solid and replace it with something that's stupid. And it's for the corporations. And it is. I was listening on Fox and Friends yesterday in the morning. They were talking about the rise of the moderates. And, you know, I'm, I mean... A couple of years ago, people, let me tell you, I was real, a big Democrat. Um, I considered myself a moderate, then I shifted to a conservative Democrat. Now I'm just me. And for a minute, I was tickering about being a Republican. But again, as I said again, you're talking to a former fool. And, I, and that's why if it seems like I come at you wrong or I come at you as abrasive and uncaring, people i'm coming at you with love because you're talking to a former fool who was there just like you who was sipping the kool-aid believing the lies taking all the garbage in all the the sound bites and the the other bull crap and regurgitating the same rhetoric 
and not really looking deep enough on the issues to make a sound judgment to go and vote. That's why I sit here and say that voting is worthless if you don't know and have a sound judgment. Just going to pull that lever, push that button and say you voted. Hell, I can go get a couple of monkeys at the zoo to do that. And they don't know what the hell the ballot was on the ballot, who was on the ballot. That's the same concept as you. You may just you only thing above the monkey is that you know the person's name. The monkey is the, they don't know that. So if it's a you know again if I come at you like that that I mean for real talk to a former fool. I said that the first second now the third season you talk to a former fool who was out here just like you blind, taking everything in at face value, only to be disappointed year after year. Any given situation. That's why I sit here and say, look, look at things deeper than what it is. These folks come with, with this with this charlatan mindset of I, if I can get you in a trance to believe what I'm saying, you'll fall for it. And a lot of us do. A lot of us don't want to go beyond it. And we don't want that the the real truth to prevail because then you have to admit that, hey, he was a fool. Hey, I'm, I'm admitting I was a former fool. I'm glad that I'm not a fool anymore. But a lot of you still want to be in the fool train. And that goes to the next issue about uh, a living wage. They was talking about having a living wage on the debate. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm a staunch person against it. And you might say, well, oh, hell. Why, Mr. Q? Well, let me tell you a, a, a brief story. I'm not going to tell you a long story. I'm going to tell you a brief story. A few years ago, I had a conversation with my uncle, and I was working a minimum wage job. Um, didn't like to pay, you know, but I got paid every week. Came around tax time. I'm like, man, I'm not feeling it. And I went. And allow my uncle to do my taxes, and I didn't, and I didn't like doing taxes. So my, my uncle, he was had an degree in an accounting. He did it for me, and I told him, I said, Uncle, I don't like doing taxes. He said, Look, he said, Let me tell you something. Ain't nothing wrong with doing taxes. Taxes, nothing but math in a different format. I'm gonna show you how to do it, which he did. And we got on the subject of unemployment. Said, Man, these months taxes hell. I wish they get raised, raise the minimum wage up. And little did I know that my uncle also had a minor in economics. And he told me, he said, you know, Q, let me tell you something. You don't want to raise minimum wage. And I said, well, well why not, huh? You know, hell, everybody out here need a living wage. Didn't know I was saying something. Now you see it now. Anyway, he said, let me, he said, yeah, but. The only living, only way you can do that is by, by finding a better job. He said the reason why these minimum wage jobs exist is because they give you free training. He said, and I said free training. I said, yeah. Did you? He said when you went on these job on this job that you on right now, did you know how to do it? No. Have you learned anything? And I said, yeah. Have you learned more that can take you to a better job, or some other company that's similar to it that can give you good pay? So yeah, that's what minimum wage do it's not there to live on it's not there to build a future on it's not there to talk about having a wife and the kids and a family on it's there for you 
what it is minimum to move, to gather, training. Because a lot of these jobs back when minimum wage was low were giving you free training. And a lot of folks were getting them trained. You know, four or five jobs, getting four or five different types of skills, hands on the job. Now you see people now, these corporations are raising, giving folks the living wage and so forth, but a lot of people can't get them because they don't have the skills. That was another pitfall. That's another way to weed out people, especially people of color. See, these minimum wage jobs that you hate the most, flipping burgers, uh, all this other stuff, and service jobs, they was entry jobs to better jobs that you didn't see. And my uncle had to teach me that. Now, I know some are going to push back and say, you don't, um, you don't know because you don't have a child. That's right. But you don't go and get a child on minimum wage job. That's why you wait to a certain point in life and do it. And I know stuff happens, yada, 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 got you. Because a lot of folks are going to use that excuse. But still you supposed to have steps to do certain things. Now, I know people may say, well, that's not, it, it, Mr. Q, everything is not black and white. And, and it, it isn't. But I'm, a, but I'm showing you how when folks want to wage, raise the minimum wage, and now they got a living wage, a lot of states are suffering now. A lot of corporations are pulling out of those states. And what's left? There's only a handful of service jobs that people are doing doubles and triples on just to try to make ends meet. That's not, you mean basically you just work yourself into a hole. You're not working yourself ahead, you work yourself into a hole. Now, and then, the candidates was talking about giving folks $1,000 away, uh, a living, like it's kind of a living, uh, another form of the living wage for automation. Now I wanna give a shout out to this uh, YouTuber, Canadian Prepper, because he, he pinpointed this. He got it from someone, I forgot who he got it from, but he talked about this about two months ago, how a lot of government and a lot of government officials are going to start promoting, giving folks $1,000, $2,000 of, of a living pay or something to a point because they can't bring back manufacturing jobs. And a lot of these manufacturing jobs are now being taken over by machines, automation. And a lot of people are not willing to learn automation. And it takes a technical, not background, but a technical mindset to run and diagnose and fix these automated machines. And a lot of people don't want to do it. A lot of people are, uh, they're hiring, but a lot of folks are not going there because it's very tedious, it's redundant because you looking at the machine, trying to make sure the machine does what it's supposed to do. So what they decide to do since automation is the key and you see, and now you see like, like why you think they want to get all these automated vehicles? You see stuff in uh, automation stuff in, uh, in the restaurants and Certain hotels, Amazon is trying to do drone automation where they can drop your stuff on when they got to use the postman or the UPS person no more. It's getting to that point. So the government figure, well, since a vast um, amount of people are unwilling and unable to learn the automational services, 
Only handful is gonna pick it up. Let's just pay you a thousand to twelve hundred dollars, two thousand dollars a month, and you know we call it even. Bet you know everything's cool. And Fox and Friend had someone on there. Uh, y'all probably know him as Mike Rowe on Dirty Jobs. You know I like Dirty Jobs because he used to get in there and do all the all the different Dirty Jobs. And Mike Rowe said something on the panel that I think that every person, black or white, should understand, that if you had a choice between get up to go and do something and really roll up your sleeve and put some elbow grease behind it or just get some money, get something free, he said most of the time people would default and take the free. So the government is already expecting when all these automations and all these companies that's coming to America, that these jobs are coming back, but they are going to automation. That a lot of people are not going to be on the automation line. They're not going to be the tech people or the, the technician person to manage and monitor the well-being of certain things under these robotic uh, uh, systems, whether either a robotic being or the robotic arm sim, uh, simulation or not simulation with a assembly for certain things. A lot of people going to take the $2,000 and go sit the hell down. Hey, you see that right now. A lot of people in, in this society and you don't have to wait to automation. You have lazy people right now. Lazy people who think they're smart, but they're lazy. It's people, you know, it's folks in my neighborhood who want to pick up trash, pick up a piece of paper off the ground in front of their house. It's people in, I know and seen in my neighborhood and, and about who won't even cut their grass. And their grass is no bigger than the, probably a bathroom. But they'll get somebody else to do it. That's lazy. So you just think about that, where someone want to pay you $2,000. Man, you have a lot of folks lined up for that. But then it'll make a... a but it also will kill the creativity and the drive. And a lot of people will eventually be pushed to the side. This is a dangerous thing. And Canadian Prepper had, had put that on his channel, called it first. It is. And a lot of people will line up for it. A lot of people will accept it. Because, hey, I ain't got to do it. I get $2,000. Should I go to my mailbox right now and get $2,000 out the mailbox and it's done? But it kills the creative spirit and the drive and the innovativeness in you. But they don't want to bring those jobs back for you. And a lot of people keep bringing manufacturing back. Unemployment down. Bring manufacturing back. No, it's not. It's a sham. It's a sham. It's a con game. And I talked about that in my uh, two-part series, The Con. I think y'all need to go look at it. Talk about the con, how people fall for the con. And this is nothing but a political con. But a lot of people going to sign up for it. And I say, well, Mr. Q, are you going to turn down $2,000? Well, looking back on what I've done and how I had to go through a lot of crap and work some mediocre jobs and tolerate a lot of foolishness and knowing that I could still do stuff, hell, y'all take it because I could still do. See, that's the purpose. I still, I'm constantly learning. I'm not waiting for that bit, that that government check. But if they decide to say, hey, I'm not going to turn it down, I'll take that money and use for something else. So 
of course, pay a, a few bills, of course. But, hey, it'll be something else I might need to do, some some project that I've been trying to get off the ground. And all I needed was a little bitty seed money. Thank you. See? But a lot of us are not going to think that way. And that's the sad thing about it. But back to the thing about the, the government and business. And it started back in 1970, around 70, 77, 79, where the average CEO made. Now, listen, the average CEO, the highest the average CEO made was probably $78,000 to $80,000 a year. After 1979 and 1980, it ballooned to its current thing. Now, you see in CEOs of corporations getting paid $150 million for doing nothing. Some of them even get paid 200, $250 million, $350 million. Some even got paid a billion dollars to walk away from a company that they screwed up. They call it a golden parachute. Regardless of whatever they do, they, it's in their contract. It stipulates in their contract, you're going to pay me this money. But we allowed that. But the people below want to be up there so bad. That's why we always... We're not ready to change our moral thinking about money. Because money is not evil. It's just the intent of money. And when you have an evil intent, any weapon that you have or anything that you can become a weapon, it can do evil. So when the people say money is the root of all evil, no. Evil is the root of all evil. Money is just the tool which evil is used to produce and reciprocate and keep replicating the evil because you got money to spread the evil around that's it so i just wanted to throw that out there so but the debate went on about that about the economics thing but i just wanted to touch on it like like do your research get that book and read it called wealth and democracy i know a lot of people are not going to agree on my take about whatever it is and that's perfectly fine you know hey this is this is open forum this is where we exchange ideas but i'm just telling you what it really is about this is not my thing this is just things i've learned throughout the years you can't do certain things against certain people and let other people go and when the government admits that hey we can't go after the rich but we can go after you that's a problem when you sit up here and you allow certain things to go under and people say we're going to tax these people to death folks ain't trying to hear that stuff that's why these folks run and put their money somewhere else and as i said again you have these folks on living wage or increasing minimum wage 15 16 dollars an hour and and of course it has to because the the rate of the inflation where the places where people live is stupid too like from san francisco to new york it's hard to stay there but there's nothing there too much for service things. And a lot of people don't see, don't know basic economics. So when you start opening that floodgate, as my uncle told me, start increasing and giving folks money that otherwise corporations would either A, will gradually give in time, while at the same time giving you free skills, then they won't give you anything. They'll start holding back. See, and that's what happened. That's why we have the, the, the those misshapes in the economy and all this stuff going up and down and everybody's trying to race to get their pockets together. But 
on to the other thing about um on the debate they was talking about um taking away gun rights and i talked about that on here uh berto o'rourke talking about he gonna take all the guns but we need to have uh we're not gonna do it by police force come on ain't enough cops here to take away most of the guns that that's that's stupid and all this stuff about universal background and you know they have did countless countless undercover investigations where gun uh shop owners gave guns away to white people <coughs> and sat there and said it's your god given right to hold a gun boy so what are you going to have a monitor everywhere they'd be easy to you know be paid off the whole thing about this people is like this here is that people in open pandora's box now they're trying to put the genie back in and you can't and this is what you wanted you wanted this is what greed gets you because the people who made these guns and the politicians that know that these companies made the gun know it's going to be mass killing they already <laughs> did the numbers they knew it now they got so much got so bad now they want to come out and get ahead okay, that's an atrocity we need to stop that no people you need to stop the lies that's being played to you and as i said again you're talking to a former fool so for all the people who comes on here who listen to this podcast and look at the visuals and stuff on youtube and black junction and you talk may say well that mr q he's so angry not just passion but if you're talking to a former fool i'm telling you you're talking to a former fool i drunk the kool-aid just like you I believe a lie just like you. But I had to wake up. Are you willing to wake up? Are you going to continue to wait for some magic buzzword? No, that's right. I'm going to go vote for, I'm going to vote for Bernie. I'm going to go work, vote for Kamala. I'm going to go vote for Elizabeth Warren. I'm going to go vote for these people because they said something I like. You know, it, it's a song from the 80s. Um, what's that uh, group? Uh, it's not the Arrhythmus. It's, uh, um, it's called Promises, Promises. And they say, you know, people can't keep their promises promise this promise you probably heard that song before and that's what politicians do they try to make promises that they can't keep and they give you the good speeches and the good rally and all that we're gonna do something they're gonna do something for themselves you and i still be sitting in the same boat well <laughs> correction you will be sitting in the same position because i'll be going somewhere else doing something other things because that's how you're gonna have to do it but you'll be sitting there oh man they said they're gonna do this and do that but for those who sat there and listen to the debates and stuff you know that's what it is it's all a con game it's a, it's a scam because if you're gonna sit here and tax these people and they know how to get around it it's just it's just it's a sham so that's all I had to say about this, people. Um, again, check out that book, Wealth and Democracy. You know, it's a good read. It's, it, you know, it's, it's long for some people. I think it's about 400 and some odd pages, but it's worth it. Read it. I don't think it's on Audible. This is something you have to get physically to probably read. If, if it's on Audible, you, God bless you. But if it's not, pick up a book, pick up a used copy and read that book, Wealth and Democracy. 
is very informative because this dude is an economist. He wrote the thing he did. He's in one of those economist historians. And it tells you how the business industry have gotten into bed with the government and they both are intertwined. And the government can stop it, but they get money from the corporations. And not just in taxes, but they're getting money in other ways to better their life. Not yours, but better theirs. Well, that's all the, all the time I have today, and that's all I have to say about that, that topic. But again, I want to give a shout-out to Canadian Prepper for uh, that thing calling about the, uh, automation and giving free money for not doing nothing but just taking money because you don't have a job and now you up here receiving money because automation is dominating or finna get ready to dominate the economic landscape. So to Canadian prepper, you know, give you love out there. And to all my other listeners, excuse me, you know, hey, thank you. Please like, share, and subscribe to this channel. Pass it on to someone Leave comments if you have to leave them, good or negative. I will read them and I will respond back to them. And as I always say, be safe, be vigilant. Till next time, I'm out. This was the War Machine. Real talk with Mr. Q. Don't forget to join us next time.